0: You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 87 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big call since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in matte black. Acme Whistles, proudly associated with the NHL since 1917 as always i am joined by my co-host ross ross how are you today how are you this week how's it going I'm Good, dude i'm good
1: uh first i gotta say i'm glad that you and the other guys survived snowmageddon um it seemed like it was the end of the world in texas and the whole rest of the united states except for florida because we uh chose not to participate. Uh, I'm pretty sure our governor told Jack Frost to F off <laughs> um, in true Governor DeSantis fashion. So we did not participate in Snowmageddon. So I'm happy to have you on. It's a little lonely last week. Had a really good interview with Joe Ernst, uh, Senior Vice President of the ECHL, which uh, is on our YouTube page. We will get the audio up for the audio side of the podcast for that for our non YouTube listeners mm-hmm. um we've just kind of been slacking but That's that interview me. with Joe was unreal. he's an awesome dude, definitely gonna have him on again to focus more on just some stories over the development stuff that we talked about um. Glad to have you back. Nice to talk to you. I missed you last week. Glad we're doing this again this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, obviously, uh, the other two hosts are not here today. Both of them had this thing called work come up. Uh, So, yeah.
1: Is is that a four-letter word?
0: Yeah, I I don't, I don't, all I do is referee. But so, we told them, like, hey, like, not a big deal. So, they'll both be back next week for sure. Um, Still trying to figure out scheduling that I promise they'll be on the show. As for Snowmageddon, though, Texas was, and I read it today, four minutes and 37 seconds away from complete blackout. So oh, the wow. the whole Texas grid, like Texas has its own energy grid, and it was four minutes away from complete and utter failure. The whole state of Texas would have been blacked out, apparently, for months. Oh. So thankfully, uh, we avoided that. Oh, where I am, I mean – my apartment was fine for the most part. We lost power. I think the longest time was like 12 hours. So it's not like we got, you know, below freezing in the in the apartment at least. It was one chilly night, but you you know just layer up, but yeah. It was it was a it was a, it was a fun week. It was nice cuz, you know, all hockey was canceled. So didn't have to skate for a whole week which was Crazy, but that's a
1: vacation for you.
0: Oh, dude, I I didn't know what to do with myself. I was just like, this
1: week is killing me because it's the first week without the Hub City. When it's it started on the sixth of January and went till last Wednesday.
0: So you're finally done.
1: Yeah, so I'm done doing that stuff, and I'm like, what do I do with my free time?
0: Right. Well, I know. You know what I've done the last
1: two days? Clean my house.
0: Oh, I I have to do that too. Like, one the second I get off this podcast, that's what I'm doing. But no, it was it was funny though because this week, so we have state playoffs. This I guess they start Friday for us. Yep, same so here. it was it's one of those weeks where we've had a few like regular season games that, for the most part, are quote unquote meaningless because everything's wrapped up. Everybody like standings are all figured out. It's you know the first place versus mm-hmm. the worst place. Yeah. So. Had an easy week, but this weekend will be fun. And I am more than sure that next week, me, Ross, I mean, Cameron, and, and, you know, everybody that's on this podcast will have one or two stories next week for,
1: oh, yeah, from the weekend, from state
0: playoffs.
1: I have three games on Friday, all referee spots, two U14s and a U18.
0: Oh, yeah, I I think I go.
1: I'm like, wait a second. I'm not roughing all three of these three-man, am I? And it's four-man, which is cool. I, uh, I I definitely love my four-man games. And especially the U18 game is going to be fun because I think we have a crew of four ECHL guys on the game. Oh, awesome. Uh,
0: Somebody's yeah. still going to bitch, though, that you guys aren't oh, good. Of course. Because, I mean, what do you guys know, right? It's not like you yeah, guys work right. the Coast League. Yeah, Yeah, no, I have. I actually, I'm pretty pumped about my schedule. So we four man everything except for 10 and 12 U. We three man those. And so last year was the first three man in a 10 U game. Okay, wait, like, hold on. Is that like going
1: out for a public skate? You just kind of skate around.
0: Okay, so last year I got to do the championship game for 10 U on the (laughs) lines, and I remember getting the assignment.
1: Timeout. Stick that on top of your resume,
0: referee. U10. No, no. no linesman. Internship. Linesman. Oh, you lined it. Oh, I lined it. And so when I. I hope you I, brought out some hand warmers. Well, so th- when I first got the, like the assignment, I was like, are you like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. Like, come on. Like, it, okay. Yes, it's an honor to get the game. But like, really? Yeah. Like, I couldn't even maybe get the peewee game. But so, honestly, most fun I ever had lining a hockey game, though. The kids were just buzzing. I remember we went to overtime. It was sick. Oh, my
1: goodness. That's so, great. this
0: year, assignments come out. All weekend, I'm doing 14s, 16s, 18s. And then come Sunday, I get the squirt championship game again. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. It? I'm reffing it. I got the call. Oh, oh shit. Scary. I know. I got the call. <laughs>
1: That's a big, that's the biggest game of your life.
0: Oh, I'm so excited Scouts for it. Like, Scouts are
1: going to be there. I hope so. I might have to put in a couple of phone calls to figure out how to get Wacom to watch you work
0: with. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm, I am like, when it came out, I literally texted. We have a big group chat of guys here. And I was like, I don't think you guys understand. Like, I'm actually excited to skate this game. Uh huh. Cause I'm like, this is just going to be a blast. Yeah. But
1: I have no idea what to do.
0: Oh, I, I, no clue, but I'll go out for a Sunday skate and oh, call a penalty oh, or two. We, we got
1: a guest coming on here.
0: Oh, is Jess here? Yes, she is.
1: I'm going to admit her to the room right now. Let's do it. All right, so joining us on, on the podcast is Miss Jess Herman. Hi, Jess.
2: Hi. Hey, what's, Hi. what's up? What's going what's on? Up? Just hanging out back to my regular life.
1: Back to your regular life now that the junior craziness is over?
2: Pretty much, dude. I just get home, we're like, leave for hockey, come back, work hockey, and I'm just like trying to study while I can. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: Yep. Because you're in EMT school. So, yeah,
2: I take my big exam tomorrow. So I'm just like, all right, here we go. Well,
1: we won't keep you long. Awesome. And for the li- for listeners, um, the reason we have Jess on this week, obviously, she's been on the podcast in the past. Jess got to do something huge this weekend. She got to work her first two Division One NCAA women's hockey games. Heck yeah! So, Jess, let's talk about it. What was it like?
2: Um, I don't know what I was expecting but that wasn't what I was expecting, not even in a bad way. Like I think my brain was just jumping everywhere because I literally had just been doing junior games. And then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, now people are gonna be watching from every angle. Like literally cameras everywhere before in the middle of like, with like a minute left in warmups, my partner's like, yeah, we gotta go check the replay system. And there's literally a person like in a little corner that's got cameras on every which angle. And I'm like, all (laughs) right, like this is (laughs) legit. (laughs) So that was a, a bit of a shock, which I was like, oh, this is pretty dang cool. That's but.
1: amazing. Did you get to use the replay system?
2: So it's funny. One of my partners, one of the linesmen, like you can review like penalties only if it's a major, like if it's a minor yep. and you missed it, it is what it is. So one of the linesmen felt that there was a major head contact. Uh, so we reviewed that it was totally incidental contact. But what's nice about the replay system is like, if it was a major, you could review it, which was mm-hmm. so... Got off in the middle of after a play, went to the camera, got to view it from at least like four different angles and we were like, yeah, I don't have anything there.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Right. It was fun. It, like I worked with one person I knew and then I had two other people that I had just met, but like they made me feel very comfortable right when I got out there it wasn't like hey you're the newbie like the only part yeah. that they made it be known that I was the newbie I had to do a hot lap not only hot lap twice twice <laughs> dude. and I'm like that's so embarrassing because like everyone knows like even if you don't know everyone knows oh like they must be the new person so of course like <laughs> for warm-ups you need to have one official on the ice so I was like I'm not going first and my partner goes Absolutely, you are. And I'm like, nah, like, dude, like, I know where this is going. So of course, <laughs> here comes me, dude, my little hot lap. <laughs> and then they did it. And then in the, for like for the start of the game after warm up, officials go on first. They made uh-huh. me do it again. I'm like, guys, like, <laughs> come on.
0: <laughs> my you ego is
2: now cement.
1: You know what though? Like, you'll never forget getting hot lapped, and that's not a bad reason to get hot lapped.
2: No, I, it was probably the most nerve wracking time I've ever touched the ice because I'm like, I'm going to eat shit right here. Like, <laughs> that's how I felt. But we, we made it through without falling, thankfully.
1: And I know like when I was talking to you during the week uh, leading up to it, you're like, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm this and that. And I was like, hey, look, you're going to be for the first couple minutes and then it's going to hit you. Hey, it's just another hockey game pretty much is that what happened
2: basically after like after puck drop it was more so like oh my god i've Which done this like a thousand
1: the puck, by the way they made me
2: drop the puck as well <laughs> <laughs> dude they made me do everything rookie style so <laughs> but like the cool part about it was uh the guy i was reffing with john Sandoz, he made he asked like they have like professional photographers for the girls mm-hmm. since i was dropping the puck they took a photo of me and it was like oh like Thank you yep. so much. Cause they didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they went out of their way and they even sent it to my email. And I was like, I really appreciate this cause it's something that like, I'll never forget. And now on top of it, I've got memorabilia of it.
1: Yep you got Uh, a puck you got some pictures yeah
2: i got a puck it's so funny so like at the end of the first period i went to grab the puck because i wanted a game used puck and my partner goes no 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 that's not the puck you dropped the first period for he already had it in his pocket it went out of play and he made the bench give it to him and i'm like wow you guys are freaking awesome
1: yeah yeah, john's a good dude i've known him a long time
2: yeah john was cool i worked with this guy batty is his nickname z was the linesman Jacqueline z howard and then i worked with another kid i god forgive me i think his name was brandon he was the local guy but everyone was super awesome and like just made like hey you're here for a reason like you don't need to prove anything to us just do your thing and that was probably one of the most like relieving feelings was just having like because you know how it can be sometimes like you always want your team to be your best friends or like you want to get along with them, but sometimes it's just, you're not all on the same page. I, for the first time, you me meeting these people, they literally were like, no, like you're obviously here for a reason. You deserve to be here. Just do your thing. And I was like, thank you. Like yep. you never met me before. And you're literally just like being like, nah, you got this. And I'm like, yep. that means a lot. Cause hey, you know, you, know sure
1: you get assigned these games for a reason and whether it's, you know, working, your you know, doing D one, which now you have a long career of doing D one ahead of you. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, and, like, I know for myself, when it came to uh, – when I started out in the in the Southern Pro League, my first game was with a guy who I'd never met before, one of my best friends. And then from there, the first season, I would say, like, half the time I didn't know the two guys I was working with. Mm-hmm. But you go out there, you rely on the system, and, you know, you were doing four-man or yeah. four-person. Mm-hmm correct um but you're out there you're a referee you know you know the you both know the mechanics of the two referee system and you're out there you just do your thing and call your game
2: heck yeah and pretty much
1: and the further along you go like and you're going to start seeing the same people over and over again yeah and then that's what makes it even better is, you know, hey, how you doing? Let's, where, where are we going after the game? That kind that, of stuff.
2: that's It's so funny because I went out to eat both times after both games with the whole crew. And it was like, it wasn't the first time meeting them, even though it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was very natural. And it's like, oh, like, this is so awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I, it just... I, I don't know what I was expecting, but that's not what I was expecting. And yeah. it was awesome. Everything about it was absolutely awesome.
1: And, and you mentioned that th- the, one of the things that I think we, me and Brendan have talked about with guys on the podcast in the past was like um, one of our first interviews together with me and Brendan, we had on Mike Miggins and I never talked to the guy before in my life. Now, granted, we haven't worked together yet, but within five minutes, it's like we were best friends because we like, know all the same people.
2: Absolutely.
1: So, and I'm sure it was, you know, the same for you. You you get in there, and I mean you knew one of the girls. Mm -hmm. And then, but like, and we all have these same experiences, obviously doing different things. But when we're out there together, it's like, man, I've known these people my whole life, and I just met them 10 minutes ago.
2: It was it's funny because like you catch yourself doing things and it's like all of a sudden I look across the ice and Sandos is like, (laughs) like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, what's up, dude? Like you're here too.
1: So let's, was- let's, we'll talk about the game itself i think you had what a one nothing game
2: but did you hear what the shots were this is the best part go for it so the first day was one nothing robert moore's sacred heart the shots were 74 to 13
1: oh that's God. no exactly like 74 shots
2: so robert moore said 74 shots sacred heart had 13 so like
1: they the goalie, scored one goal on 74 shots.
2: They call her the goalie for sacred heart. Her name is Frankie and they called her Frank, the tank. I now know why they call her Frank, the tank.
1: <laughs> That's unreal. Right?
2: And then the next night it wasn't the same outcome. I'm sure the shots were relatively the same, but Robert Morris shut the game down it was 8-0. Oh so, wow. Yeah. They, they smoked them, but, but I don't know how to explain it. Like it wasn't like, like I know the shots and whatnot. It if you watch the game, it didn't look like that. Does yeah, that it
1: probably didn't feel as far apart as it Correct. really Correct.
2: Like what's funny is the first night when it was one zip and then I saw the shots. I was like, no way. And like, you know, yeah. they're accurate. I like, I would tell the goal and I'd give the assist and the guy gave me the look. He's like, you don't have to worry about the sis. Like we have people that do that. Oh my <laughs> God. Sorry, I'm so used to men's league where everybody wants their points. So <laughs> it was just wild. There, it's funny because I only work girls hockey usually like twice a year, districts and nationals. Yep. I knew about a handful of the girls on the ice from doing oh, wow. districts and nationals. Right. I was just like, what a small world. Like, yeah. well, I definitely worked your game last year.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Just wild.
1: That's cool. And I'm sure they made you feel welcome out the, the girls you did know.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's funny because even though they knew I was new, mm-hmm. it I wasn't treated that way yeah and a big thing it's funny because uh while we were in tampa durf jay durfee the big thing he was like i want you to work on for some reason even after all this time i have a tendency where if i call like in my opinion the most obvious penalty but someone still has to question it i'm like what do you mean how is that a penalty and then i'll, I'll go on my like this is why it's a penalty yeah jay's big thing was hey stop explaining two minute minors yeah so That over the weekend, I, I called my penalties and I did not explain a penalty if it was two minutes. I was like, there's no reason to. And Mm -hmm. that was that there was one situation where the coach thought it was a hand pass that led to a goal. And I immediately, like, I knew what play was talking about. I didn't have a hand pass, but out of respect, because it's a goal. I went over to my lines when he goes, absolutely not. I have the same play. Mm -hmm. So I went over to the coach and I explained why, and he was okay. A situation like that. I'd rather finish that conversation than compared to a penalty. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I, and, that, and that's something for me too. Like when I'm, when I'm ref and I had an example of this past weekend for myself, I'm not, we're not talking about minors. Yeah. Every once in a while, there might be a minor to talk about. Right. Which in my case was one, we're going to show the clip later on in the podcast. We had a check from behind, basically a cross check from behind into the goalpost with 40 seconds left in the game in a one goal hockey game. And of mm-hmm. course the team that's winning does it, and then the team that's losing ties the game with five seconds left. Love it because that's just how it goes. Of course. But the coach is like screaming at me, and I'm like, how How are we even going to talk about this? Like you saw what your kid did. So it, you do have to keep that in mind when you know there are there are occasionally times where you will go talk about a minor, mm-hmm. but for the most part, throw your arm in the air, blow a whistle, make your signal, go to the box, let's get away.
2: Yeah, and that's that.
1: Yep, that's the end of it. Yeah, you have nothing to prove, and there, and that's the biggest thing with people is, is when you get a, as you're moving up the ranks, male, female doesn't matter what what it is. There's a reason why your assigner put you there. Right. They think you're good enough, so you don't have to prove to everybody or prove to anyone that you are.
2: Right, right, right.
1: Just go out there and do your thing.
2: That's exactly what Jay was saying. Jay was like, "Hey, like this is just another hockey game." And he goes, at the end of the day, you know what you're doing. So, like, wh- like, why question your own self on that?
1: Oh, 100%.
2: Yeah, easier then, said than done, but.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And then how, how hard was it for you yeah, transitioning from, you know, doing the boys hockey for a month and a half, and then I haven't seen a women's game in forever, and now I got to go call a women's game?
2: It's funny because it's, like, I try and tell people, they're two completely separate games. Of course, like, yeah the idea it's that, almost
1: a different sport when you really think about it
2: of course like th- you have the same goal you want to get the biscuit, the biscuit in the net. Yes. <laughs> but like it's in my opinion i think it's completely different and sometimes i have to like ugh, it's so funny because when i have this conversation they're like what do you mean it's a different game i'm like it's like something that i would not call in a men's game sometimes you have to call on a women's game because women's it's more so like mechanics because they can't body check yeah. and in- guys you body check separate player from puck so I, I have to sometimes remind myself like hey like they're not allowed to check out here and granted like i do know that like i know mm-hmm. i know the fine line between body contact and body checking but there's just like we had a situation at the end of the game what there was like 12 seconds left this girl uh one-on-one battle and the coach was hysterical yelling at me for a hook and i'm like Oh my God. I'd never call that. Like that's a, a 20 second penalty. And then I have to really think about the mechanics and be like, all right, so like we're in a girl's game. Does it really make a difference in this situation? I'm like, no, but I guess when it comes to the physicality level, I have to take a step back and say, Hey, like, this is no longer guys hockey. This is now girls hockey. Mm. I don't know if I explained that well enough, but it is a completely different game. And some, like a switch well, has to go off in my head
1: since you bring up a hook, like is a hook different in a women's game than it is in a guy in a men's game?
2: not necessarily I guess it's more so the they like the girl so it was a one-on-one battle attack player has a good foot on the the defending player going into the zone Mm -hmm. so the defending player goes around hits puck and then they're both going she hits puck first she doesn't hook or trip the attacking player and their skates collided and they fell I don't have any right and I don't <laughs> have anything and the coach is yelling at me because he did like you get what I'm saying like she yeah,
1: yeah she went the the, uh, and hit the
2: fuck. he's like how do you not have a hook there I'm like I don't have hook there one because she didn't impre- impede her progress whatsoever mm-hmm. there wasn't a change of possession at the end of the day like their skates clipped like I don't yeah. feel worthy of a two-minute penalty giving it a trip nor a hook because she did not hook the other player Makes so sense. I guess also you gotta realize like coach is way over yonder far side bench and here I am watching the play from a completely different angle so just from his
1: angle it might have looked like it but because they're and
2: I could totally get that because I'm sure if I was the other angle I'd think holy smokes how is there not a hook there and it's like because there wasn't yeah (laughs) but yeah no I get excited to work girls hockey even though like of course I love reffing guys hockey but I don't ever get to do it
1: yeah well, moving forward, you're definitely going to be getting to do more and more of it. I'm sure. I really hope so. Did you uh, Did you hear anything back from any of the supervisors or anything? Or
2: so a supervisor called me, and uh, the one thing that I needed to work on, which he told me after my first game, so which was nice, is that I had a second game, so I made sure of it to think about it actively. In my second game, was um. He said like really good penalty selection, but for some reason, I, like, I guess I get afraid to like, you know, m- working positioning, like the golden triangle near yeah, the yeah. Golden, near the net. I get afraid that I'm going to cause like, I'm going to get in the way. And he goes, why are you worried about that? When you know how to skate, you know how to use your edges. Like you can, mm-hmm. you're totally qualified. So he said to work on moving closer to the net, because if something happens around there, like a scrum, you're yep. so much more capable of justifying a situation cool. if you're right there
1: yeah that makes sense so he's kind of, he's basically telling you you need to be more on home base
2: correct right so that's done. that, that um, was
1: then closer to the boards
2: right he said don't get lost in the corner he goes nobody sees you in the corner and you're the referee like people are looking like they know a whistle's about to happen when a scrum's happening in front of the net Mm -hmm. and how can you justify your call if you're too far in the corner and i was like oh like touche i totally get that so my second game on sunday i actively worked the goal line and made Mm -hmm. sure hey like if it's across on the other side get up in there like you're capable of moving quick enough and it's funny because the goalie for sacred heart um when it like she would make a save, put the puck down and debate on playing it. So if she debated, I obviously held on my whistle and it was just situations where it would be loose. And if I was too far away, I would have not have known it was loose. So I'm happy that that happened because I was very patient on my whistle.
1: Well, and that's uh, a good thing to talk about for our listeners is that goal line positioning. Like that's something that I think all of us can get better at is, is moving around. And, and I think something to think about, you know, they're, they're bringing up, being closer to the net on those close plays, mm-hmm. if you're staying more towards home base and you are back against the boards, you have that option to get to the net quicker. And then two, like using the whole golden triangle, you know, if the puck's above the, you know, if puck is above the goal line, you kind of work up a little bit higher, right. not Necessarily staying right on the goal line. Puck goes below the goal line, go below the goal line. So you have your, your vantage point. And then obviously two in the four official system, when you get pushed, just go behind the net. Like, you know, don't turn it back to the play, especially cause like you're a good enough skater to where you can just keep it coming at you, do your seat cuts, go around behind the net, but don't be afraid to, to work the entire area that you have that you're allowed to. You're not just, Hey, I'm going to stand here in the corner. I'm just going to hang out.
2: Right. That's what he said. That's what Gino was telling me. He was like, Hey, like you, you just, I don't want you getting lost or stuck in the corner. There's Mm -hmm. no reason for it. And just like you said, you use what you got. If you need to go behind the net, so be it. Do it. That's what's nice about the four-man system. Even if you're not doing a four-man system, but you know what I mean?
1: Yep. Brendan, you got anything for Jess?
0: Yeah. Ross told me it was a pretty cool story on how you got told you were going to, like, start skating these games. Can you uh, share that with everybody?
2: So it's, there's a little bit of a backstory. Um, last year when I went to Boston, I worked a couple junior games for uh, one of our signers, Gene. He does all the college assigning for the girls. And he saw me work one of my junior games. And after the game, he goes, Hey, I would like to speak with you. And usually like they tell you what you need to work on. And like, you're always afraid you're going to get told like you suck. So I'm like, Oh my God, shit. Like I hear I just came from Florida. This guy's going to be like, you're trash. So... He- <laughs> That's literally what I thought, and he goes,
1: "Okay, Forky."
2: Right? He goes, "I absolutely love you. I want you to work my college games tomorrow. I would have signed you last year if I could." And if you know him, that's like pretty much what he sounds. Yep. Like. And I'm more so like, "Wait, what? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Here I am. I just love to do a couple of junior games." So I'm like, "Heck yeah!" He literally gave me the patches for the leagues within that talk of the conversation within yeah. I Had the patches. So unfortunately, like two months later, COVID happened. Yeah. So Nobody was getting flown out for the games like they were only using locals and people well,
1: life got in the way
2: pretty much. So I was like, Oh, like, whatever, like, I'm not mad about it. It happens. And then I guess luckily, the the Tampa the USBHL bubble happened and he or the supervisor Gino and his good friend, Jay, both went down to Tampa. So I was working my games there. I worked with Jay his good friend. A lot of the games and he's like a legend he worked the bean pot last year so Mm -hmm. if you want to be friends with anyone that's who you want to be friends with. (laughs) so i'm working a crap ton of games with this guy and he's like dude like i love it you're gonna be awesome you're gonna work college soon and i the girl the girl season's about to end so i'm like all right whatever like i'll believe it when it happens like thanks so much just hearing you say that i'm going to one day like means the world to me
1: yeah
2: all right so uh real
1: quick on on jay i remember him saying something like I was on the ice with her and a player said something to her ah. and she gave it right back to him. And I was like, that's my girl.
2: <laughs> Dude, I don't, excuse my French. I don't take no shit from players. Like you're not going <laughs> to intimidate me. Like there comes a certain line where I'll give you the rule book back and just go sit for 10. But like, I've been doing this for way too long where you're not like, like I said, you're not going to hurt me. I'm like, oh, you want it, I'll it right back, buddy. And so uh,
0: For
1: those watching the podcast, I currently have a dog that has joined me. <laughs>
2: So uh, it's about, I don't know, maybe like two, three weeks after doing a couple of the junior games in the bubble, I get a phone call at about 8.30 in the morning from Gene Binda. And he goes, what are you doing next week? And I'm like, I'm working games for you in Tampa. He goes, not anymore. I'm sending you to Pittsburgh. I'm like, wait, what? What's in Pittsburgh? He goes, you're getting your first division one game. So little story after that. I didn't plan on telling anyone. I was going to tell no. my mom, my boyfriend, my sister. And like, that was it. Cause I didn't want to say anything until after it happened. That's just. Then he
1: sent out the blast email. Of
2: course he did. Like I'm just a very, I try and stay humble person. Like until it happens, then I'll tell people. This
1: I would have been everyone. very mad at you if you did, if you went and did it and didn't tell me beforehand.
2: I, I Just like, I don't know. Like I, cause <laughs> some people like people want to work these leagues in here. I am little Florida girl. And they're about to fly my ass way over there for like nothing. <laughs> I didn't pay for anything like who am i to like shove that in someone's face Not so either. of course he sends the email and he goes very like very rarely do we get to like tell our our our, our accomplishments something like that yeah. over 300 people <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep and i'm sure your phone i mean your phone blew up right
2: absolutely away. and like it was awesome especially because Like, I I wasn't the one who said it. So it was like even better. You know what I mean? I was like, I really appreciate it because it meant a lot to me. Like, I love the hockey I do. People ask me what I usually work and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I usually work beer league and like, I absolutely love it. So getting these opportunities other than beer league and getting to go fly around and work hockey because somebody thinks I'm capable, it means the world to me. Like, I never ever thought that this would be in my my cards. I never thought that.
1: I'm just happy that somebody finally noticed you because yeah, like right. i've been telling you for the last few years like you've watching you grow up and watching turn it you turn into the official that you have has just been a pleasure and then now finally you getting to go off and do this like you know i i wish you nothing but the best like I really appreciate mo- that. moving forward like hopefully now now the next goal a few years from now is going to be that women's frozen four that's <sighs>
2: My next, for me, my goal is I want to work an international assignment. I think I'm finally going to take the the leap of faith and do a, like, I think camp or something like that. Yeah. I've had enough people now where it was always me that I wanted to do it, but now I'm having other people of higher levels and USA hockey telling me do it. So yes, it's, I I guess somewhere along the road, people think I'm finally capable.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Well, it's not that you're finally capable. It's you've matured enough. And you've seen enough hockey now at this point that it, it's time.
2: Yeah. It's wild to think about because I remember when it was in my five-year plan and now it's coming towards where I'm trying to do those goals that were in my five-year plan. And I I finally feel like – I don't know if confidence is the right word. It probably is. I finally feel confident like, hey, like, you can do this. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a matter of thinking anymore. It's like I know I can do these things and it's just – I guess, proving it to other people, but then at the same time, like.
1: Just prove it to yourself. Yeah, and
2: basically. like,
1: All into place.
2: And I'm not a resume person. Like, I think a big thing is a lot of people like to show their resume. Like, look what I've worked. Look what I've done. Yeah. I'd rather just my skating show you my resume. Like yep. watch me skate and that'll give you a good enough resume.
1: That's the right way to do it. And that's the best attitude you can have. And I hope those of you that are listening um you know if you're in a position where you're trying to move up like this is just a perfect example of you know hard work and dedication to the craft does pay off someone's going to see you eventually if you are good enough you are going to move up to the next level you don't necessarily have to go looking for it mm-hmm. you don't have to run your mouth say oh i done this that and the other thing it's more of Work your butt off, and I guarantee you the right the, the good good things will happen to you. You never know who's gonna walk in the rink. Uh,
2: see, that's pretty that's a one of my favorite lines. Stacey Livingstein, a female official, she worked the Olympics. I couldn't tell you what year, but oh uh, six. I was working a girls' game at districts, and I was definitely like capable of skating it. I was being lazy because I, I could I could skate laps around these girls, nothing against them. So I was I was being extremely lazy and all of a sudden after the game a female that I had never met before walks into the locker room. And she goes, excuse me, like, why are you not skating? Why are you being lazy? And I, here I am. I'm like, like, Oh my God. Like, who are you? She goes. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I know you're capable of this, but uh, here I am walking into a rink and I see how lazy you're being. Let alone behold, I find out she worked the Olympics and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a strong.
1: She she skated the gold medal game that year.
2: Yeah. And like, and here I am basically told like, Hey, I can tell how lazy you look right now. And Mm -hmm. After that, that kind of just stuck in my brain. And, and like, every all officials have this conversation eventually where we're like, hey, you look lazy. We know you can do it, but like, you look like an ass. Like, figure it out. So, that was a a big thing for me. And it's funny, at the end of the week, like, I worked. And then, of course, uh, she went to my supervisor, Dewey, and she was like, hey, I want her to work my game. I worked her game. And then, of course, let alone behold, I worked my butt off and I worked the championship game. But so I guess you you can say that that stuck in my brain. And Mm -hmm. I probably will not, not do that again.
1: Yep. You never know who's watching.
2: Really never do. Could be the get gold medal official. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Brendan, anything? No. I mean, obviously, congrats for getting D1. That's sick. So I'm just really congrats. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations, Jess. Thank
1: you for giving us a few minutes of your time today.
2: Of course. We know you,
1: got, you got a big EMT test.
2: Thank to you. Ready
1: for. What so what? go... Go study. Go knock that out of the park. Get all that taken care of. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, I'm gonna
2: study and then I'm going to men's league. This, oh this, yeah,
1: true. Are you here? This
2: one life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got a two set tonight for men's league. Like the grind never stops. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: doesn't. And I get to see you this weekend, right? You're coming. Yeah, up I'll,
2: I'll be there Friday morning. I'm coming early, so I'll call you.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, just call me in the morning. I don't skate till I skate at two or three. But yeah, just call me in the morning. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Jess. We'll catch you later.
2: Thanks for having me guys.
1: Thanks Jess. Bye. Well guys, that was Jess Herman joining us off her, her high of working D one for the first weekend ever. And you know, that weekend of D one for her is the first of many, nothing but big things coming for her.
0: Yeah. And really quick before we move on, that interview was sponsored by SIG hockey sig uh, sighockey.com is the newest source for pro stock nhl and ncaa hockey gear sig hockey is offering t- team stripes listeners 10 percent off their first purchase with code stripes 10 that stripes 10 for 10 percent off your order at sig hockey that's sig sig hockey.com uh yeah i mean congrats to jess 1000 these stories are the best i mean she works her butt off for how many years and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's here's two D one games, like have fun. I yep. mean, that's that's awesome. It is.
1: And it, it can be done. That's for sure.
0: There is one thing that I have been itching to talk about Ross. Yes. Uh, since I believe it would have been Saturday night. Okay. Somebody in our uh form, the ice hockey like officials form, I can't tell you the exact name of it, posted a video of a play from the semi pro Austrian league. Oh, where I was, um,
1: like it was like two in the morning, I couldn't sleep, and I was like, Oh, I want to go rough in Australia.
0: I, <laughs> and I then saw I woke
1: up and you're like, It's Austria. I was like, Oh, I was. I was I'm sorry I was so freaking tired I just I I couldn't fall asleep I had just gotten done doing my two junior games couldn't fall asleep and I thought it said. so like you know how like when you're reading something the first and last letter is like so it starts with an A and ends with an A Yep. some of the letters in the middle like you don't actually read like your brain skims through things so quick I thought it said Australia
0: i i am not gonna lie so i i read the post and then i see your comment and i was like oh i wonder what ross had to say that i see australia and i was like i remember i was i was talking to my girlfriend and i looked at her and i was like he knows there's the difference right like he, he knows and she's like he's gotta know like he's gotta know oh yeah
1: i do it's just it was funny because like you have you've seen that thing on whether it goes facebook or instagram the poster's like the brain is an amazing thing yep words are jumbled but the first and last letter are correct it doesn't matter because your brain is just going to make assumptions and you're going to be able to read it right and it's all jumbled but within like the first three words like your brain's already in that mode mm-hmm. like that's what it was and i was just honestly i was dead tired
0: i mean if if you wanted some good news there is professional hockey in australia I know you could is, go actually.
1: skate um a bunch of the guys when i was working in the sp full time when the season would end they'd all go down there
0: because the season would just start
1: yeah because the season was starting
0: yeah no it was it i i absolutely got a massive chuckle out of that i mean i've definitely done that before too when i was little but i had to laugh at that
1: all right so i guess where where should we start um
0: do you want to start with the latest news today
1: uh actually i was just going to make a minor announcement as far as sponsorships go we do have a new partner um, it is the Hockey Ref Shop. Um, We've uh, been talking to Eric about some things. And yeah, so they're going to be our new partner. So if anyone needs any equipment, um, especially our American-based officials who listen, uh, they're going to be our basically our official American equipment retailer. So if you need anything from pants, whistles, uh, jerseys, you name it, he's got it, shin tights. He's got this super awesome reversible jersey. Um, it is, and actually a couple of the guys that live here have them. Um, one side, it's a linesman sweater. You flip it inside out, it's a referee sweater. It's got Velcro on both sides. So if you have a set where you're refing one line in one and only want to bring one ref jersey, you, you get that bad boy. And uh, yeah, you only have to bring one jersey to the rink with you. It's, it's a pretty sweet deal. So, yeah, um, Eric at Hockey Ref Shop, they're our official uh, U.S. Uh, shop for equipment. We'll have an actual read from them here pretty soon. I'm working with him on that. But, yeah, that's uh, we have that going on.
2: Which is awesome.
1: Yep, yeah, we, uh, we got some things in the pipes. We're going to do another round of these guys. Yep. Um, they're going to be slightly different, kind of our own little unique Team Stripes twist to them and i think everyone will enjoy them so oh and we have another dog visiting <laughs> us
0: i will say for the i guess second round of what will be the jerseys the mock-ups that i've seen have look sick Yes yeah, so, um i want for
1: them anyone that now this was a long a while ago but for anyone that remembers what the central hockey league did years ago with their referee sweaters that is what we're doing with them um, I'm not going to be specific, but that's all I'm going to say. I'll let you guys maybe try to do a little research on um, something unique that the Central Hockey League did uh, back when it existed with their referee sweaters.
0: It's a mix of new school plus old school.
1: Yes, it is. It's and good.
0: that's that's sick.
1: Yep. So, yeah, I guess we can start with the Montreal Canadiens firing Claude Julien.
0: For, yeah. Uh, I would say surprisingly
1: <laughs> – Ducharme. I I'm, I'm assuming his last name is said Ducharme. It is French. So that's yeah.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I, I would say it was all but surprising because I mean, they, they played last night. They lost to Ottawa five, four in a shootout. They blew a lead. But I mean, Montreal's still in a playoff spot. They're three points ahead of Calgary in the fourth place spot right now. So I don't know. A, a weird firing, to say the least, in my opinion. Well,
1: they lost six of eight. It's one of those things like where there's smoke, there's fire, and you got to get rid of somebody. So. I
0: I just don't think there is enough offensive firepower to compete, and I think that's what their issue was. They started off really hot. They were like whatever eight two and two. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely a weird firing or a surprising one, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, um, I didn't,
0: I didn't see it coming.
1: I don't think any of us expected it, you know. And of course, just just to uh, go roll back to circle back <laughs> to uh, the hockey ref shop thing. Of course, Eric legit just sends me the read. <laughs> well, so, do you want
0: to do you want to dry
1: read you, it right I'm now? I'm just gonna do the read right now, yes. and then we'll get back to the Claude Julian talk. Let's do it. All right, so here we go. Hockey Ref Shop is the official U.S. equipment supplier of Team Stripes. They carry a variety of referee products, including beginner packages, sweaters, pants, accessories, protective equipment, fun referee-themed products, and more. They pride themselves on having great service from experienced officials with super-fast shipping. Visit hockeyrefshop.com today to place your order.
0: Oh, what that 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 not
1: bad for re- like i'm not the best at reading out loud <laughs> um i did not do very good at school at that but not bad we love the read eric um you'll uh you'll definitely get a chuckle out of me uh reading it literally right as you sent it to me so there you go now yeah. uh yeah. So hockey ref shop is our official United States supplier for equipment, um, which is
0: awesome because they're yeah. great. I get all my jerseys from there.
1: Yep. Uh, Eric's a great kid. He's currently in the officiating development program.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, actually I did reach out to Scott Zelkin. He told me to call him, but he's a busy guy. Very. I tried calling him yesterday. I didn't get a hold of him. I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll try again here soon. We're going to have Scott on, um, Cause uh, I had said to Eric, I was like, Hey, you want to come on the podcast? He's like, Oh man, I don't know. I know I've been on before, but you know, the programs kind of got us uh, kind of tight on the social media and that kind of stuff. I'm like, I'll, I'll shoot, I'll clear this. Yeah. So I emailed Z I'm like, I'll just go right to the top. <laughs> so it's like, Hey Scott, I was wondering if uh, you had any issues with me having guys on that are currently in the MVP would love to have you on the podcast again. And his response was like, of course they can come on the podcast.
0: Yeah, get like. Uh, we're also trying to get Keith Cavall on. He is,
1: yeah, Cavs is like the
0: busiest guy on the flipping planet. Yeah, it's him and him and Z are probably the two busiest guys in hockey, and maybe the scheduler. Mono.
1: Well, I I would say I I would put Joe Z and Cavs like in the same category. Somehow we got an hour of Joe's time last week.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking it's going to be an off season interview. Yeah which is a-okay with all of us, so. Yeah. And
1: honestly, uh, off-season's kind of good for those interviews, too, because we can really kind of dig into mm-hmm. the nuances of what to expect when going to a USA Hockey summer camp, you know, just what they're looking for when they're hiring somebody to work the ODP and all of that, so.
0: yeah. Moving on to some different news. We have some really good news coming out of, I guess it would be Washington now, of all places. Uh, The King, Mr. Hendrick Lundquist, has skated for the first time since getting heart surgery. I believe it was only like two months ago. Nice. So that's obviously some good news. Uh, He won't be back this season, but he's making his his run, I guess, for next season to come back, which is – Awesome, to say the least.
1: Mm-hmm. It's nice that he's doing well. It um, is. You know, uh, we definitely need him back in the game, that's for sure. He's a great goaltender um, and, obviously, the best-dressed player in the NHL. Oh, he is. Ten- so, I did find out an interesting tidbit of information, speaking of best-dressed. I would definitely have to put Victor Hedman up there with Lundqvist. Um, he's a defenseman for the Lightning. He's always got these super awesome suits on. Well, he gets his suits from the same guy that make, that makes Ric Flair's ring jackets.
0: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's awesome. I think yeah. it's like all the European guys dress just a little bit better. Yeah.
1: Oh, so GQ. It's not even funny. Yeah.
0: And, and I mean, like the North American guys are catching up. But by far, the Europeans started the trend.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: So, I mean, we have that to thank them when it comes to hockey. Yep. Um,
1: Let's see here.
0: We need to talk about a big issue that happened in the Nashville-Columbus game. It would have been
1: – Oh, yes. Was it last week at this last point? Week. It, so, big issue or more more so an um, unfortunate misadventure.
0: There was a big oopsie that led to another big oopsies.
1: Yeah. So basically what happened, um, national Columbus Columbus is up one, nothing in the game at this point. Uh, we have an end zone face off and off the face off. The centers get locked up with the linesman and the linesman somehow ends up basically at screening the goaltender along with the two centers And the puck, I believe, gets shot by the defenseman through the linesman's legs. I thought it tipped off him. And goes in the net. No, I don't think it hit him. Yeah, it said the linesman had obstructed the goaltender's view, but it did not make contact with him. Had it hit him, the goal would have been waved off because we're not allowed to score goals.
0: Unfortunately. (laughs)
1: I know we always joke about kicking one in, but unfortunately, we're not allowed to do that. Wow. So the puck did not hit him. They did review it to make sure that it didn't hit him, even though, like, like for me, you know when the puck hits you.
0: Oh, 1,000%. You easily
1: could have gone over to like, hey,
0: guys, it didn't hit me. It's just shitty. <laughs> you know, bad place, bad time. That It was funny. When I saw that video pop up, I was like, that is everybody's worst nightmare. I mean, great job. He screened the goalie. It was a really well placed screen, but
1: and it's funny because in the clip he skates right over to the referee. Like I fucked up.
0: Yep. He's like, <laughs> uh, oopsies. No, that that's one of those ones where you just <laughs> well, like, you it just happens it too.
1: And you know, I will say this based on who was playing in that game. Thank God it wasn't Nashville that oh. scored that goal. Oh, the coach on the Columbus bench would have lost
0: his mind. Torch would have had to get tossed from 100% that game.
1: 100. Torch would have gotten tossed.
0: But here's the thing: you, you okay? Yes, you can toss him, but like, yo, you just fucked me down there, and now my team gave up a goal because of you, <gasps> mm-hmm. and now you're gonna toss me. Yeah. Oh, I would like. Oh, well, I mean,
1: let's be honest. I mean, it's not Galloway's fault or the Lionsman's fault. He just got pushed. He got pushed there. He got tied up. No, it happens. Like it's happened to all of us. This off season, um, we were doing some uh, video stuff with uh, with the coast, and one of the videos, the linesman dropping the puck on the far side, he gets pushed all the way around behind the net and ends up on the near side.
0: Did they do the pinwheel? Oh yeah the the the
1: top linesman crossed, but. And of course I chimed in and they were like, what could we have done different? And I was like, oh, we could have waited a little longer. <laughs> um, and, and that's really it. Now watching the clip, I don't think the linesman really had any, he had nowhere to go. No. He stuck. The two players sticks were in his legs. Yeah. So he Legit. There's nothing he could have done. Nothing. It just sucks that it happened.
0: And it sucks that it led to a goal. Yeah. If it That's was a save, for- we're not talking about it.
1: Yeah, no. If Well, if it's a save or, you know, it doesn't go shot in lie, or whatever, live, we're not talking everyone forgets it. it even happened. Yeah. But just the fact that it went in the net and Soros is looking at him like.
0: They're, and like, yeah, they, they, that just sucks. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those breaks that you're just like, I hate hockey right now. Yep. And you just have and to eat know,
1: it. No one on the ice felt worse than he did.
0: No. Yeah. And you just have to sit there and eat it. And you're just like, yep. cool. Like, sorry. Yep, and that's all you can do is, like, sorry,
1: guys, what do you want me to do, watch the tape?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another, I guess this would be a more funny thing that happened last night, was in the Devil's Buffalo game, somebody scored an empty netter with .2 seconds left on the clock. So, both teams said, uh, we're done playing hockey, (laughs) and packed up their shit and left. And so the referees were standing at the referee crease with the linesman <laughs> talking about and like, well, we have point two left on the board. And you can't run it. You, you know, it's it's the National Hockey League. You have to play the full 60 minutes. And so the camera cut away from the trainer, who's generally the last guy off the bench, walking down the tunnel to the four referees grabbing a puck. The linesman grabs the puck, looks at the boys, and he's like, Well, I guess we have to drop it. Whoever the referee was blew his whistle to, like, initiate line changes, say we're done, blows did the whistle. You, did you do the whole procedure? The, the other linesman stands where he's supposed to be standing. The one linesman goes to center ice, plops it down, horn goes off, picks up the puck, gives it back to the timekeeper. Nobody's on the ice. Nobody's even, like, in the, the, the line rink at this point. The Oh, nobody's in the rink at this point, and it's just the four refs on the you ice. You
1: know what's really funny? They could have been real assholes. And given the visiting team refusing to start playing,
0: oh, dude, no, I would have been like, "Hey, I need five guys on the ice, please. Sorry, coach, I need five and a goalie."
1: That's I... happened. Oh yeah, that's happened where both teams have left, and they're like, "Hey, send five back."
0: Yeah, because uh, we need to drop this puck. But no, it was it was absolutely hilarious. The only thing that would have made it better is had the guy dropping the puck gone down into like his full stance and everything oh that would have been great because he just kind of went over and like did the yeah. whole drop the puck down yeah. it would have been great if he lined everything up perfectly and it would have it oh was did really like hilarious.
1: a you line up you yep. line up let's go yep.
0: it would have uh, been hilarious
1: just real quick the dallas stars at the time of this recording are leading the panthers one to nothing and the lightning are up on carolina one to nothing we're playing hockey. afternoon games in the national both hockeys? games, both games with 13 minutes left remaining
0: in the first period. Yeah, dude, five o'clock hockey on a Wednesday. Let's go. I I'm I'm sitting here. I was like, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, it's only four. It's only 4:20 here. Like, why? Why are we playing hockey? I'm not mad about that. There's hockey on. Yeah, but no, that was I. I mean, look. I I guess in the NHL you have to play the full 60 minutes. Point two seconds left, and that and just made it made me laugh when I saw that.
1: That's great.
0: Um, something to talk about. Um,
1: Canucks a, Russell fined $5,000 yep. for roughing on Oilers. Pull Jarvie. Um, for no reason, he just, like, play goes in the end zone, skates over, him, and just starts beating the shit
0: out of him. For I no mean, reason. You got to do what you got to do, I guess.
1: Yep. Just starts feeding him. Pull Jarvie's like, dude. Uh, yeah,
0: because he's not a fighter by any means. What
1: are you doing right now?
0: Yeah, that was – I again, it was one of those clips that I saw, and, and you're just like, dude, like, what are you – So he was only given a minor on the play. Yeah, minor for rough.
1: Yeah. um, And then he got fined five grand as well. So two for roughing, $5,000 to the Players Assistance Fund, and uh, thanks for coming.
0: Yeah, I mean – I'm sure they play either tonight or tomorrow night too. So, And then uh, we have to wish a good recovery
1: to uh, linesman Devin Berg, who Poor took guy. a puck to the hand uh, two days ago. It looks like he was um, putting his hands in place to protect the family jewels and uh, took the puck to the hand instead of, uh, um, you know, Taking one for
0: the team, so to speak. Smart so, decision, unfortunate. Yeah, and smart ending. decision,
1: unfortunate outcome. So then, the remainder of the game, uh, Ryan Daisy, USA Hockey ODP graduate <laughs> and American. Oh, big shout out there, uh, Ryan, who's also six foot everything. Um, he's big. He's big kid. Um, I wish I was that tall.
0: They they got to the two man it, no. So, or Ryan, two won it. Ryan
1: ref uh, lined and uh, Timmy Peel and Kyle Rainman Riemann. Uh, they ref so they went two and one. Uh, Ryan dropped all the pucks. There were uh no penalties. Okay, so no further penalties were called along with just one out, offside throughout yep. the final 23 minutes. However, there were six icing calls. <laughs> So Ryan had to skate down and go get it.
0: Yeah, you, you would almost think like one of the refs would do that for him, you know, be a nice guy maybe. Well, you know the back
1: the back referee is supposed to, you know, call the icing.
0: Yeah, but, but I mean, I guess they're focused on line changes maybe, who knows. My question to you, this is a, I guess going off on a tangent. Have you ever worked a 2-1 system? All the time. What's do you like it?
1: I'm 50-50 on it. Like they're like when I'm ra- like I don't mind it. As much as some guys do, mm-hmm. because I'd rather have two guys on the ice calling penalties than two guys on the ice calling offsides.
0: Does so i a hundred percent agree with that. It's just like so, the two one I've never done.
1: Um, so we do it here for all our uh, Division three club hockey games for uh, college. Um, if you work it like it's written in the NCAA book, it gets kind of awkward. Mm -hmm. if you work it like it's four man without one linesman it works right yeah now when you're lining and playing monkey in the middle um it gets to be a little awkward sometimes because like the back referee is supposed to cover the back line for you um but if you have the wheels to get there you make the line call it's not terrible it's i personally would i'd rather ref one and two over two and one yes um but there's a reason for it and it's just like they don't want to pay for four man but we don't necessarily have enough guys that can skate at that level by themselves
0: so like I, I don't even think it's that i i think it's the fact that hey okay sure we do only want to pay three guys which okay you save a 100 bucks or 150 yeah. bucks there like i get that but I think it's also the bigger aspect of the fact that two guys are calling penalties makes the game so much easier for everybody involved. Yep. So to me, it, it makes well, sense. It's just a system we've, I've never I used. Think
1: if we were to go back, like for three-man college games, going back to the one referee, two AR, instead of one referee, two Lionsmen, basically in the two AR system, the two linesmen, obviously you're still responsible for your normal stuff. Now, what you would call as an AR is anything behind the play that warrants a penalty. So, like a like if the referee's going up the ice and a guy just fucking cross checks a guy, mm-hmm. so we're calling that injury potential stuff in majors. Um, I'll never forget I was in Estero, so Fort Myers for a christmas tournament that we used to do and there was a college game going on because there would be some ncaa teams that would come down for a winner showcase well there's a check from behind in one of the end zones and all three guys so the referee and the two linesmen all of their arm in the air i'm like that's dumb <laughs> like obviously if the referee's got his arm up there's no reason for the linesmen to have their arm up too um but it's one of those things where i think if the ARs were used properly, uh, in a one and two system at the lower levels,
0: I think just having ARs would be better. No. so an AR is a linesman. So you're a
1: linesman that can call penalties. So I could call a minor penalty.
0: Yes. How do you, I guess, differentiate between who's an AR and who's a linesman?
1: Uh, both linesmen are ARs.
0: Okay. So all it's of us can referee, call penalties.
1: It's one referee and two ARs. All three guys on the ice can call penalties. Okay. So that was like the NCAA's way at the time of not going to four man. Mm-hmm. They're like, screw it, the linesman can call penalties
0: too. Then there's just three refs out on the ice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Said, yeah, exactly. So basically your your normal duties as a linesman and then anything major behind the play. Or any major penalties, which is honestly, you're already calling that stuff anyway. Yeah, it just allowed you to put your arm in the air. So then, so delayed offside, so icing, you'd put your arm at a 45.
0: Oh geez. And then
1: delayed offside was one arm straight up and one arm pointing down at the blue line.
0: Oh my goodness! Don't that was how they they no. were able to communicate that. That would be dumb. And but that's so what it was. Okay, so it, it, then if you're banding and I'm the AR yep. and there's a hook in center ice that somehow you don't see or you don't call, can mm-hmm. I call it? Was it in front of me? Yes. No. Interesting. So the way it was
1: basically set up was major penalties mm-hmm. and shit behind the play. Okay. So as the back linesman, right, plays going the other way. Our job as the back linesman is generally to stay on our line and keep a guy an eye on the guys mm-hmm. that are lollygagging out of the zone.
0: Yeah, I always and follow the referee
1: him. would go up the ice. Well, in the 2AR system, if let's say the referee skated beyond the play and he's watching everything in front, and then the back linesman has a guy cross-check a guy in the back or trip a guy, obstruct him from going and doing his job, we're calling that because what would happen in a four-man system? That would, back referee would be calling that so essentially you're the back referee but anything that happens like anything that happens any plays on the puck in front of the referee you're not going to call something that he doesn't Does that's that make fair sense?
0: yeah i could just see that system being an absolute gong show um,
1: as long as everyone's on the same page it's fine it's just when you get the one rogue ar out there throwing his arm up when the referee's like what the fuck are you doing
0: it, to, to me it wouldn't even be that it would be the bigger issue of the back guys watching the two back guys plays going hard into his partner's side so in theory you should be covering you should be moving up to cover your partner's line uh-huh. and you're not there and then your partner gets stranded
1: oh well no you're still your linesman duties come first
0: oh okay so yeah we, okay. No,
1: no no it's not like you're reffing refing. like your linesman duties would come first And then if you're there, you can help the referee by supplementing uh, what he doesn't see.
0: Still a weird system that I'm glad we don't use.
1: It's a lot of teamwork. I did a lot of games under that system. I actually did call a couple of penalties as a linesman. Mostly, like, behind the play, I call a few majors. Um,
0: But you would do that anyway, so.
1: Yeah, you just put your arm in the air instead of waiting for a
0: whistle. A stoppage. That um, is actually
1: this weekend on Saturday as a linesman, I called a major or I called a DQ in a junior game for uh, checking from behind. Nice, because USPHL we use the NCAA robot Yep, and then the um, the clip actually made it onto uh, our weekly Zoom call.
0: Oh, look at you making you clips know, right? of the week, and I
1: didn't even get to see it or talk about it because I had class.
0: Yeah, the, the ODP sends out clip was clip, like, highlights of the week pretty much. Yeah. And I always like – I don't even care if I worked like an NA3 game. I always watch them just to be like, oh, I wonder yeah. if I got on there this week. they yeah. are doing nothing. You know, like yeah. maybe I, I toss the center like, oh, maybe I'll get on this week.
1: Right. That's so funny.
0: I actually need to get back on that distro list. I miss getting those weekly videos. Dude, They're awesome. Like, And, uh, I mean, they're a good teaching tool too because you can see what the standard they want truth which is awesome um moving back to i guess a few clips from this week i think there's four that i want to talk about all right let me uh let me pull up our handy dandy uh social media stuff yeah they're on pick pick your poison of what social media you want because they're on the facebook's instagrams because insta's Insta's easy it really is and convenient i have i have the twitter pulled up though
1: okay so the stick lift
0: yes okay it was uh, Capitals Rangers. It was, All right. uh, I mean. So here's what I have. I wrote nothing
1: on the Facebook, on the Instagram. So on this play, I feel like the Capitals player was not violent enough in coming from underneath to warrant a penalty. Yes, the stick goes flying, but buddy, you need to hold on to your stick tighter than that. I don't think it was violent enough
0: to call anything there. So it's, it's funny because this was actually a clip from the ODP's clip of the week, like not even a week ago. I think it would have been like this Friday that came out. Uh And apparently it's a tactic that is now being used a lot in hockey. Yeah. But for me, it's, it's gotta be like stupid, violent. Like you are coming up from 17 zip codes away and trying to just, Dislocate this guy's well, arm to take his like, stick off.
1: Watch it. He doesn't lift it very hard.
0: My thing is, is why like,
1: has the stick in his hands? Like, oh look, there goes my stick.
0: My thing is, is why does he have to do that stick lift? There's no point. I mean, I know there's no point, but
1: there's also no reason not to.
0: But the guy's stick is in the air. He's in the slot. Of play. <laughs> the yeah, like the the puck is. You know, it went to the point back down to the tops of the circles, like.
1: I mean, he's. I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to make sure that the guy can't get his stick down to, you know, possibly get a deflection or help with the screen. But I just, man, for me to call that, like, you got to be, like, pitchforking
0: the guy. I'm calling interference there just for the simple fact that it literally has, like, there's no, like, There's no play. I guess there's no real
1: reason for him to even be doing. There's
0: zero. There's none. And, like, I'm all for tying up the guy's stick. And you know what? If he goes to tip that shot and then you do it, fill your boots. Like, send that thing to the rafters for all I care. But, like, he's standing in the slot. The puck's not going to get shot because there's a guy in the shooting lane. And he just whips the stick away. And it, I mean, I don't know where it ended up, but it probably ended up either in the stands or right on the end boards. Like there's just no need for it. I I don't know, man. I think there needs
1: to be more on that player whose stick got slashed
0: out of his hands. But like, how, how tight do you want me to hold my stick? Tight enough to where you're holding onto it. So you want me to be, but he is holding onto it. Barely. Obviously not. If, if you're holding onto your stick, waiting for a tip like that and somebody comes by and just karate chops your stick up, you're probably letting it go. I don't know, man. Because I would be like, what the hell?
1: I'd be yelling at the guy. I'd be motherfucking him to
0: hold on to his stick. See, I'm calling interference. That's. But that's one of those great, because, like, if it's in a puck battle and the guy flips his stick up, I'm hoping that thing goes to the rafters, because that's just like, hey, hold on to your stick at that point. You're in a battle. But the fact that you're standing in, in the I mean, slot I think it's nothing. the same thing. I just don't have any hockey play there. Yeah. He's I get trying that. to take him out of the play because Washington's on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. So now I think it was Char too that flipped the stick. So now of course it's well, then you can't call it because it's Chara. Yeah, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm so strong, right? Like yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's,
1: honestly, it's a strength thing, and I don't think you can penalize strength.
0: But I think at a certain it point, it's not a strength it thing. And it wasn't
1: violent enough for me. He's
0: trying to gain the advantage of, oh, now this guy doesn't have a stick. So now we're playing four on four. I get it. So, look, as a especially as a linesman, if a referee sees that and no calls it, I'll back him all day long. If a referee calls it, I would back him too and be like, yeah, yeah cool. it was interference.
1: Uh, okay, so on that clip, I'm okay with either thing i'm okay with a penalty and i'm okay with not calling a penalty i'm just telling you what i would do i would motherfuck the player hold on to your
0: goddamn stick you know what I, it'd be great and that'd be the end of it for me you know what would be great is if we were formatting you're the low guy there and you're motherfucking him, and then you look over at me and my arms in the air for the interference and you're like oh then I'd motherfuck you." <laughs> like go fuck yourself or pick it up the flag <laughs> And the face-off's right there. Oh, I mean, it's looking down the <laughs> slot as the high guy. I'm looking straight down the slot there. I know, I know. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. Like, you're um, just motherfucking them, and here I am. Just like, I got interference. So,
1: moving on to the next one, the elbow or a head contact, um, yeah. either.
0: Yeah, okay. So,
1: <laughs> now, I would say there's a case to be made here for a major game. Or yeah. A major game you, because if you watch 16's reaction – He's got no clue, right? No. So even though he stayed on his feet and there was no injury, I'm got ga- I'm sorry you're gone. You're not you're at you are not playing hockey at that point. The puck's gone, and it's Tom Wilson. Bye.
0: Get off my ice, don't come back, smell you later. I get he's going to finish the check, but why have
1: the check there?
0: Ex- exactly. Like whoever finishes a check extending up before you make the hit yeah no that's not
1: finishing a check that's that is um as i had to explain to a coach this weekend because one of my partners used the term punishing hit mm-hmm. i had to explain to a coach was like look here's the deal the purposes of a body check shall be limited to separating a player from the puck that is the goal of body check that's it it's not to intimidate it's not to punish it's not to hurt if you, and if any referees that are out there and that are not calling at body checking that way, that's the way you should be doing. It is the purpose of a body check is to only separate a player from the puck. Now, have a player has a guy lined up and he just got rid of it and he finishes his check and it's clean. As long as it's not excessively late, I'm okay with it. Yep. If it's excessively late, then we're getting, and, and you'll know it's, it's, and it's, it's, it could be a different amount of time each time it could be right away. It could be, you know, a half a step, whatever, but you know, finishing your, Oh, you know, they, and they always pitch. Oh, well, we, we can't finish our checks. I'll let you finish your checks if it's clean. And if it's immediate, because mm-hmm. at least when I, when I started out in the first part of my officiating career, you were always considered in possession and control of the puck. Even after you released it until your teammate got it. Yep. So you're still finishing the check there, but on this hit, that's not finishing the check. That's not using the, a body check to separate a player from the puck. That is an intimidating hit. That's a high hit. That's straight to the head gone. There's no place in our game for that hit.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only reason I said head contact and I'm going five game. um, I think head contacts an easier sell here in the game report because you can say recklessly hit the head. Yeah. That's well, and two, if you, in if, the rule book.
1: if you look at it, it's shoulder to head. Yep. Initial point. And two, we got to think about where's the initial point of contact? It was his chin. So right then and there, like, and I tell coaches this all the time. They're like, Oh, that one's head contact. Coach, where was the initial point of contact? Well, his chest. Did he drive up through? Yeah. In the NCAA rulebook, can I give an indirect contact to the head penalty? Yeah. Am I going to? Maybe. Depends on depends on if that player's pissing me off, or you know, if he's been a jackass the whole game, or if it really warrants it. But we're looking for initial point of contact. We're looking for um did he does he drive through him? Does he lower the shoulder trying to make a, a trunk on trunk hit? and then accidentally get him in the head. Like, there's all these things that come into play when we're when we're judging a hit like this. And two, like, we're also at the point in the game now, and I'm very happy with this, is the fact that if we see a hit that we just don't like, that's dangerous, we can put our arm up.
0: And you USA know? wants that. Like... At least down here.
1: USA hockey, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm
1: why'd you call that coach? That's a bad hit. What do you mean? Well, he didn't, he didn't intend to separate him from the puck. He intended to punish him. He, the guy was in a vulnerable position. You know, he was off the boards. It was open ice with his head. Like there's so many things that you can tell a coach or a player on why you're calling that penalty. But we are now at the point where if you don't like a hit, if you're just like, man, I am not okay with how he hit that guy. You can put your arm up in the air, call yep. penalty, like yo, you can't hit a guy like that. And I couldn't tell you how many calls I've made over the last couple of years since we've kind of gotten to this point in the game, where I'll th- I don't like to hit, throw my arm in the air, call a rough or whatever. And guys, like, why did you call penalty there? I'm like, dude, you can't hit a guy like that. Well, what do you want me to do? Try to either separate him from the puck, or if he doesn't have the puck,
0: don't hit him. Yeah, not hard. No, the, this Wilson one though. I think in – I'm
1: sorry. Wilson, Wilson, I I can't stand him. I, I think he's a dirty hockey player, and I don't like to use that term on
0: a lot of players. But I just
1: – he just rubs me the wrong way.
0: Yes. Um. I mean, I don't disagree. I like the style of his game. But sometimes well, no, the he style does cross the line. Great,
1: but if you're going to go around hitting guys like that, you don't need to be out there.
0: Exactly, like he he is probably he does it
1: all the time. Yep,
0: yeah, he crosses the line quite a few times. The only issue with this play in full speed, you almost miss it because um, the Ranger player collides into the defenseman for the Capitals, nope. and then if I'm <laughs> seeing this in full time as a referee, I'm going, "Okay, maybe their heads just collided. Yeah, maybe Wilson well, actually got him is, in the chest." If you
1: look at Wilson, how far away he is. You could even give a major for charging Mm -hmm. for distance traveled. Like we don't even need it. Don't even think about the three quick steps. If a guy skates 10 feet, 15 feet to come across the ice and hit a guy, I'm giving you a charge just for the fact that you skated 15 feet out of your way to hit this dude.
0: Yeah. I mean, I am all for somebody calling a a five game head contact here. And if I'm a higher up, like I would support that because, Hey, it looks like he got him in the head He had no attempt to come low. His elbows swung up just ever so slightly. Cool. And it's it's one of those
1: things too. Now with, with video and supplemental discipline and all that, if you have a hit that you don't like and a guy either gets hurt or injured or you think he's out on his feet, like that guy on the Rangers, he, I think it was Dylan Strom,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he was standing there like,
0: he at had that the stand clip. and then the, the head down and just yep. like, holy shit. Where am I? I have
1: no problem telling anybody, referee, linesman, doesn't matter. If you see a play like that and you go five game or five DQ or five EJ, whatever rule book you're using, I have no problem with that. Because at the end of the day, we're giving the kid the major. He's mm-hmm. out of the hockey game. And because he got the major, the league's now going to review it, and they're going to determine whether or not he should be suspended for more or not suspended at all. And at that point, you've done your job because he's not in the hockey game anymore, and you don't have to worry about him. Getting him out of the game, too, obviously settles down the team that got hit. And then from there, hey, that's that's the league issue. I'm just Mm -hmm. doing my job as a referee. Don't be afraid to call major penalties. If you see a major, if you're a linesman, you see a major, you go over, hey, I got a major for this. Because that's what that's what happened in, in my game Saturday, my first game Saturday. Referee was kind of blocked out of it. Uh, kid comes in, just boom, head first from behind of the boards. Uh, whistle blows like I don't know, for like 30 seconds later, if that or 15 20 seconds, whatever you kind of time feels like it's longer than it is when a hit like that happens. I immediately skate over the guy, ref and I'm like, Hey, Jake, he's got to go. 14, he's he's done. No questions asked. Major game or uh, major DQ. Sorry, okay, that was it. Bye, cool. see ya. So don't be afraid to call major penalties
0: just don't and and especially on plays like this get together with everybody talk about it if somebody says yeah it's a major okay like that's cool let's call the major because especially in leagues that can review it like look if the league looks at it and says uh you know maybe not a major game cool that's fine kid comes back plays the next game Yep, exactly. But what it does is it settles everything down, and especially in leagues that can fight. So I'm thinking junior hockey here. In leagues that can fight, you keep him in the game, you're going to have an utter shit show of Mm -hmm. kids trying to kill him. Yep. And so taking him out of the game for the night, even if he comes back, you know, if he does this Friday night, comes back Saturday. At least they forgot
1: about it a little bit. Yeah,
0: like, cool. Like, we can answer the bell Saturday night. I'm a okay Mm. with that. But, like – there's no need to on Friday.
1: And two, when you when you see a hit like that as a linesman, you're putting your linesman your whistle in your pocket. You're like, all right,
0: yep, let's Some, freaking go. Somebody's, somebody's
1: dying. somebody's gonna die. You know, you got to answer the bell for it.
0: Yeah, amazingly, and nobody did on the Rangers. Different game in the NHL. I mean, now. the only guy they have that could really fight is Lemieux. Yeah, um, and I think I think he was actually sussied that game. So, yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Moving on, the next play we have is Buffalo and the Devils.
1: Yeah, let me, let me watch it.
0: Yeah, it's one of those ones. So, puck battle oh, is on the half wall. Two guys are going into center ice and collide. Oh, um, the only thing I have is the Buffalo guy looks like he sticks his elbow out, but is that because of the contact from the hit? Or is that because he saw the hit coming and was like, I can take advantage of this play?
1: I'd be okay with either, depending on where you are in your view of it, I'd be okay with either no call for a collision, because that's very easily what it could have been, or
0: a major penalty for interference. And that's the issue. You're either calling a major there or nothing.
1: I know. Personally, if I see something like that, I'm taking the temperature of the hockey game, You're kind of taking into account the two players. Uh, First glance, looking at it right there, I'm going major interference. Uh, It's one of the – again, we want to get stuff like that out of the game. Now, granted, that could have been a complete and utter collision, and that stuff does happen. Mm -hmm. But just looking at the clip, major interference, potentially a game misconduct or a DQ.
0: So, I mean, the Devils player is clearly not looking up ice. At, I mean, yeah. there's no point to be. And the Buffalo player is cutting across to hopefully now, you know be an outlet to break out the zone. Let's keep
1: in mind, though, in this video clip, you don't get, obviously, the whole feel of the ice. No. So, like, as the back referee there, maybe I'm tracking the Buffalo player, and he's looking this way. Oh, shit, I just ran into somebody? Mm-hmm. That's a collision. Whereas if I'm the back referee and I see that Buffalo player and he's turning, okay, he's got his eyes on that devil's player and they hits him and then turns away, then that's what we're calling that major. But if it's just a pure, like, oh, I'm looking, I'm looking over here and I don't see him and they just run into each other. I don't think you can call it.
0: I, I, I agree. If it's collision, we can't call it. The only thing that is selling me that it's not a collision is, is was the the slight little elbow yeah. jab from the Buffalo player? Yeah. Telling me that okay, he and he knew there was gonna be contact there. Yeah. And and um, I mean if you're skipping across the ice, contact. you'll see the contact coming.
1: Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, either major interference, game misconduct, head contact, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, five game head contacts, or do you know and, what was called? Uh I don't let me, I can look it up probably really quick, okay. but no, it's, it's one of those ones where, and it really sucks is you either have a major game for or head contact or you say, Hey coach, it's a collision. Yeah. And if you're calling that a collision, like, Oh boy.
1: Yeah. We'll just kind of move on forward. I got yep. a clip that I kind of, I want to talk about something that happened in one of my games this weekend. Let's do it. Um, I would screen share the clip, but we're going to add that in after. So basically got a minute left in the hockey game. It's five, four for the away team, or I'm sorry, six to five for the away team, a little bit of a scramble at the net away. So like I said, away teams up by a goal and um, the defenseman for the away team decides to cross check the home team player uh, in the numbers head first in the goalpost. Um His head didn't hit the goalpost, his shoulder did. Either way, I would have been very easily justified in calling a uh, major game or major DQ check from behind because it was into the goalpost, Um, which obviously USA Hockey, head first into the boards of the goalpost, automatic, no questions asked. However, I was like, I took the temperature of the game and the five wasn't really warranted there. So I gave a minor cross check. I think the funniest part about this whole deal as far as the communication aspect goes. um, So I call the penalty, get the kid in the box. I'm skating by coach is going nuts. So I go over, I said, absolutely. There is no chance that that's a legal play at any point in this game or any other hockey game. I'll ever work. You can't hit a guy from behind into the net. You just can't. You want to read the rule book. I'll go get it for you. You literally, it says in the rule book from behind, into the goal post for beta. automatic penalty. Yep. Automatic. Just like going head first in the boards. And then he said something back at me and I looked up at him and little did he know that we had did a little research in between periods on where he played. Um, the guy played in, um, in the coast, he played, he'd get like three, four points a season and like 200 penalty minutes.
0: Hey, everybody's I, got their role.
1: So I look at this guy, I'm like, dude, You spent enough time in the penalty box in your career to know what is and isn't a penalty. And his jaw drops, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh. And then just shakes
0: his head at me, (laughs) and I skated away. Because at that point, he's like, well, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's right. He got me. So um, So then, of course, the home team ties the game with five seconds left. As they should. And then they win in overtime, 15 seconds into overtime. So lovely. It was a beautiful. It was a, oh, what a game though! It was so the away team goes up two nothing, then the home team makes it three to two, then the away team makes it uh, four to three, then it goes five to three, and then it goes six to five, and then it goes six six seven to six. It was Dude. a wild hockey game, and it was a lot of fun to work. So you
0: might as well just made it first to ten. I I should have. I should have been like, "Hey, no, we're playing to ten. First till ten wins." Yeah, um, taken out past the blue line. <laughs> yeah, right. So moving back to the hit uh, that we were just talking about, I looked it up. There was no penalty on the play, so obviously, no penalty, so they
1: called it a collision.
0: Yeah, which look, I mean, yeah. Well, I, again, I, I you know, buy the it. the angle that they had, that's that's
1: what we're gonna say it is. Yeah. We
0: have one last clip I want to talk about, and it is the Ryan Reeves hit in the outdoor game. Uh, It would have been in the first period because it was nice and sunny. (laughs) Nine hours later. I mean, that's a whole nother thing, right? Okay,
1: so I have a question. Okay. I don't want to throw anyone at the three-letter league under the bus, but who thought it would be a good idea to play during the day with a very dark colored logo at center ice. I was thinking the same thing. The second I saw it. And then when they were done with the anthems and the guy was working on the blue line, I was like, this is going to be an adventure. I was thinking the the exact exact same same thing to see a referee and a player, both skating over the logo at the same time and fall. (laughs) I'm like, okay, we got a problem. Okay,
0: but that made me laugh. And then I'm like, okay,
1: well maybe they'll just pull the, maybe they'll just put down some white, seal it over, and be done with it. And and nope, they brought out the tarps. We had a little rain delay. (laughs)
0: It was it was funny though. It made me laugh because like the ref fell over skating over like I believe it was the dot almost like the neutral zone dot. And then the player kind of looked at him and kind of did the ha ha and then ate shit too. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, you could see the ref look up, like, yeah, karma, eh? Like – Yep. But it was one of those things where – Okay, first off, thankfully, they did delay the game because somebody's getting a torn ACL.
1: Yeah, someone's getting
0: hurt. But it was could absolutely – Did
1: they stop the game at that point?
0: No, we'll they played the first period out.
1: Oh, they, they played the rest of the period. So okay. they played the
0: whole first period, and then they were like, hey, you know what, like, this this definitely isn't They're safe.
1: They're like, hey, uh, hey, Eddie Ocheck and um- – like, oh God, what was the other guy's name? Mike Tirico? Yes. So, hey, Tarico and Olchek, fill the next two hours.
0: Yeah, like, please, because we don't know what to do. Yep. But no, it was. And then
1: it, we got to drop the puck at oh,
0: midnight. That was insane. When they announced 9 p.m., I was like, why don't they do it at like eight? <laughs> yeah. Because it was cold enough. Like, it's, Well, it's, no, I think it was more of a TV thing than anything else. Oh, 1000%. They didn't want to do any games away. But it was funny though the first period watching. Like, thankfully nobody got hurt. But it was funny watching NHL players and officials fall like they were mites. Yeah, like they were just skating. All of a sudden, oh no, here we go.
1: You know the the we sound on uh, TikTok right now. The we
0: yeah we that's what that was them. That really was. Um, um, so back that, to the Revo hit though, really quick.
1: Contact.
0: You I didn't did what? Like it.
1: The the hit? Yeah. Isn't that wasn't that the head contact one? No, that was the
0: CFB. Oh check, check from behind. It. I mean, look. I mean, it's it's let's be honest, it's Ryan Reeves. Like, and it was a check from behind. Yeah. I don't know where he came from, but look, if I mean youth hockey, all day long, two ten, you could probably sniff at a five. Honestly,
1: game. no. On that, look at the whiplash on his head.
0: You would go five That's game five right off the, bat, game. off the bat off the bat. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't I, even, I wouldn't even think 210 there. I'm Just okay because with of that. How, how his head whipped back. Yeah, I mean, juniors, pros, maybe a minor. That Ryan Reeves hit,
1: um, not a penalty in pro hockey unless, you know, we're going from behind into the boards. Obviously, pro hockey too, like you got to think the onus is on the player giving the hit as well as the player receiving the hit not to put themselves in a vulnerable position. However, that's not necessarily the case in junior or uh, youth hockey that play in youth hockey all day long is either a two and a 10 or a five in a game. Personally with the, the, the whiplash that you see in the clip, I could justify going five game in a youth game for it. Mm-hmm. Granted, he doesn't go into the boards. It is open ice, but just how much his neck whipped back, you don't know what kind of damage could be, could be done there. So, from the aspect of youth hockey, if, if you even have to think, Oh, is that a five in a game or is that a two and a 10? I, I, I have no issue with guys giving out five in games for stuff like that. That just gets back on the uh, thought process of if you see a major penalty, you call a major penalty. Don't try to come up with a way to get around it. So that's what I have there.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I agree pro hockey, maybe not a penalty. Um, but as far as USA Hockey Canada, double IHF, whatever you're probably looking at a five game, mm-hmm. juniors. I mean, two for check from behind, maybe two ten. Is there still the double minor EJ for check from behind? Isn't no, it? No, you either have a two two ten or five game. Okay, so the double minor EJ is gone. Correct. Gosh. Gotcha. So that is all I have to talk about though for this week. Uh, I mean, I guess past two weeks we made up for it. This was a super long episode, which yeah is awesome because we haven't had to chat in two weeks. But we will be back next week, uh, same time. So back same to- bat
1: time, same bat channel. <laughs>
0: yep, and I mean uh, Reese and Cameron will both be on the podcast next week again. Perfect. So everybody, thank you to our amazing sponsors, Sig Hockey, me, Sig Hockey acme whistles we now have hockey Raff shop. shop thank you to all three of those um and as always guys have a great and safe week